Welcome to Love Talk, Love Talk for Everyday People. I am your host, Tracy J. Hines, and with me today I have my girls, Leslie Lee and Terry Saleh. What's up, ladies? Hey, Tracy. Hey, Leslie. How are you? I'm great. How's everyone? Hello, Tracy. Hey, Terry. I'm good. It's been a while. We skipped a month. I think COVID was like attacking our circle. <laughs> I think that's yeah, what happened. That's what went down. All Terry, of us you got had COVID? COVID. I had, had it, it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you get kicked You out had it. Then I got it. And then Terry Rod got it. Rod had it too. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. But we kicked COVID's ass. Okay. We kicked its ass. Oh my God. Thank God. How, do, how do you think you contracted it? So, you know, I don't go that many places, but I did go to a reception like two days before I had symptoms. It was a um, Mary McLeod Bethune, you know, the statue that they put in the um, the D.C. What, what building was that? But anyway, she's the first black person to be have a statue there. So we went to that reception and at the reception, you know, they had put out food, plates of food and stuff. And then they had the little water container where you had to push on the thing to get some water and you had to pick up your own cup. And so I don't know why I got real comfortable with all that stuff, because normally I, I'm not into touching all that different stuff that I know other people have already touched. But I got real comfortable. And then a couple of days later, I had some symptoms, but I was only down for a day. Was and Rod with you when you went to this reception? No, no, no. I was with some friends and um, I had symptoms for one day. I took a test. It came back negative. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's just a cold or something. And then two days later, I was coughing and had a scratchy throat. I was like, let me take another test. And then that test came back positive. And then the next day, because he didn't have symptoms at all, but that next day he started having symptoms and then he took a test and he was positive. So yeah, um, we were quarantined in the house for like 10 days. So um, we're both negative now and hopefully that stays that way. Yeah, I I was I went to the DR at the end of June, and just like you, I think I let my guard down. So we're on the plane, we're wearing our mask, and then when we got to the resort, you know, I, I wasn't talking to a whole lot of people, but there were people in my group. There was this one lady; she was so cute, and she was talking to everybody. She was uh, just meeting and greeting, and and she looked like a little. Little lost lady, and everybody wanted to help her and figure out who she belonged to. And I'm not saying it's her, I don't know. And then on the flight back, I felt fine. But two people in our party started to get sick the day we were leaving or the day before we were leaving. And they had the chills and the body ache and the, the upset stomach. So I got back to New York because I flew out of New York. So I had to fly back into New York, got in my car, drove to Maryland. I'm fine. Fine the next day. Then all of a sudden, two days later, it started with the chills and my body hurt. And I, I felt like I had fever. And I'm like, this is horrible. My throat is hurting. I checked off every symptom you can think of. I checked it off. The only thing that I did not get was the bad cough. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I checked off every symptom. Me, miss, have all kinds of problems. I had diarrhea. It was yeah, crazy. I didn't have that. No, oh, I didn't have God. that. I didn't get all of that. I got coughing. I came back from Turks and Caicos and that airport was just wall to wall people. And I'm convinced that's where it happened. But you never really know where you got it from. 
Right. Um, but I'm still wearing my mask. I'm the one that goes to the supermarket and washes down the car. I do all of that. And I couldn't for the life of me understand how I got it. But I came home on a Sunday, Monday, Sunday, my throat was a little scratchy, but I didn't think anything of it. Monday, it was very scratchy. And I felt like I was going to die that night. I couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. I got out my Vicks. I was like, Vicks fixes everything. I was over boiling water with Vicks in the boiling water, a towel over my head, trying to release the stuffiness. It was horrible. I got on my knees that night and prayed. The mm. next morning, I called my doctor and got that Paxlovid. And I took the pills for um, five days. And uh, third day in, I started feeling a little better. But right now, I'm good. The fatigue has finally subsided. Mm-hmm. So, but that COVID is no joke. Imagine if we weren't vaccinated. I think it would have been a hundred times worse. I think I would have died. That headache. Yeah. That I'm, I'm thankful I'm vaccinated because I know one person that wasn't vaccinated. He just felt that his healthy running and healthy eating was going to be his little vaccination. But he was down on his knees for the count for like two weeks because he had wow. no vaccination and he felt like he was out of here too. He did. Yeah, I say get vaccinated. Even if you don't believe in vaccination, get vaccinated anyway, just in case COVID comes and taps you on your shoulder. Because it seems like had we not been vaccinated, it would have been much worse. And I was short of breath that one night. I was like, nope, I'm not doing this. And then I was terrified that I was going to give it to my dad. Mm. So I'm like walking around the house with two masks on, washing my hands every 30 seconds. It was crazy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff has been going on in this world. What is going on out here? First of all, let's talk about um, our womb. (laughs) Uh Oh, (laughs) we're talking about that? Okay. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. (laughs) I'm like trying to understand why do these people want control of my womb? I just don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. There's so many reasons why a woman has an abortion, it's not just to terminate a baby, sometimes health reasons. It's almost mandatory to have an abortion so that the mother and the baby don't die. I just, I don't know. I'm hoping and praying that somehow, some way it will be overturned and we can go back to a little bit more normalcy because it just, that just seems so far-fetched and so abnormal to me. We're never gonna go back to what we used to be because the Supreme Court made their ruling. So it's going to have to be another case that comes up before them that they right. even entertain. So we're not going back to anything for a while. It won't, that RVW won't set the precedence. It has to be, like you said, another case that comes in that's going to set a different precedent so that we can try something else. But, but you have just- to understand that the people who fought so hard to overturn Rome this has been a 50-year battle for them. And they've been very systematic by putting in judges that they want, by electing officials that's going to, hey, Jeanette, this elected official, officials that's going to abide by whatever it is that it takes to overturn Roe v. Wade. This has been going on for 50 years. From the minute that Roe v. Wade became in existence, you had these people who were determined and it's the men population that's really determined because they feel as though everything, when you say make America great again, they mean that. And when America was great for them, it was pro, it was prior to Roe v. Wade. It was prior to the Voting Rights Act. Look, the Voting Rights Act has been overturned. So it's this group of people 
who have been relitigating the Civil War still fighting for a country that is all white and all right for them. It's not going back. No time soon. It's up to the individual states to make sense out of this. It's crazy. It is just crazy. I just, I, I, I guess I don't understand. I don't understand why you need this. Why, why do you need to be in my body telling me what I can and cannot do? I, I, I wish politicians did tell you why. Women, they want women home to care of kids. They don't want they women no, in the sir. kitchen. People yeah. out there that believe that. They don't want women in the workforce and they don't want to hear what women have to say. So if we take away your rights to do anything and make it so crazy, sketchy, that you that no doctor wants to touch you because they don't know the laws, everybody's going to be in turmoil. That's what they want. They want that. It's yeah, insane. I'm with Tracy. I can't figure it out for the life of me what uh, an old white man cares necessarily about a Hispanic female body, an African-American female body, an Asian female body. I don't know. Maybe they care about their their white sisters, um, but I cannot figure out what why they care about whether I have 8 million kids or not, because they don't take care of them anyway. When I have exactly. 8 million ki kids, they don't even want to give them welfare money. And the Hispanics are screwing all day and all night and soon they're going to be the majority population. And sorry. And, you know, they could care less about the fact that they're going to have 8 million kids also. So I, I'm really perplexed. I, I don't understand why. I know what they're saying and I know what they're t trying to say the reason is, but I'm not buying it. I'm not, because what, they what never is, what cared they, about what me. What are they saying to you is the reason? Because I haven't heard a valid reason. Well, you know, we're just pro-life. We just don't believe in that. And it's all godly. That's that's the story that I'm hearing. It, it's a pro-life issue. It, it, it's a it's a it's a morals. It's it's a although thing like they that. do everything else to the contrary when a life Thank actually you. gets here. So exactly. What, so what I don't understand. That that's that's why I have a hard time with it, Terry. That you cannot tell me you're pro-life, but as soon as the baby gets here, you tell me, uh, well, they can live in poverty. We're not supporting the baby. We're not going to help give you give you anything to feed the baby. So exactly. how are you pro-life? That does that makes no sense to me. Same people who was locking up the babies that came over illegally, keeping them separate from their parents. You really care about life? It doesn't seem so. So it's a contradiction. That's why I have such a hard time with it. But I would probably lose my mind if I was in a position that I needed to have an abortion. Because you know I'm in the crazy state, Florida. You know we have the crazy man running things. And I would lose my mind if... I needed an abortion and I had to travel somewhere or couldn't get it and was arrested if I if I went to do it for health reasons or for whatever reason I decided. That it would blow my mind. But you know, this is the thing. I I I don't agree with any man ever telling a woman about how to um control their body or how to care for themselves and their health. But the thing that's been going on that everybody's been oblivious to is that this, like I said, it's been systematic. They did not just wake up and overturn Roe v. Wade. So it's who we're voting.
voting into office? Who's voting these people in? Who's allowing them to continuously stay in their roles? It's a group or a population of people that's willing to cheat their way. Why do you think they're cheating so hard to steal an election? Because yeah. this is yeah. bigger than just a woman's right to choose. This is It's getting ready to hit every aspect of our lives. If they can control something, if they can turn something back. The idea, like, the Voting Rights Act wasn't enough to make everybody mad and in the streets. They overturned the Voting Rights Act. So I, I hear enough. you, Leslie. What I don't understand is, yes, make America great again, right? But if you all of a sudden, all the people that are screwing, and most of them are brown people that are going to be screw, out screwing you, because we're already outnumbering you, right? Right, right. So in 10 years, we're all, we've all outscrewed you, and we've had 10 million more babies because we can't abort them. How does that serve your cause? of keeping keeping America white because all, you're out you're letting us outnumber you. They are still in control. We can't pass any kind of laws or any kind of bills because no matter what you say, there's a group of people that are just going to be against anything that Democrats do, anything that Biden does, and they want to be in control. It's about power. It's about So when you said we to me, I'm so saying it's only a matter of time. It's a numbers game. You cannot but if, I'm still, if it's a numbers game and I'm still if I'm the if I'm the minority, but I'm in control. You're you're you not gonna to be in control long. After a while, we're gonna vote control. you out. We're gonna vote you out. We're not voting them out now. We're not when voting you said them out. We, we're not, about we the numbers haven't changed, but I think they said Leslie, when you said we, were you talking about we as black people or we as Democrats? I'm talking about we people who believe in certain rights that are afford that should be afforded to everyone. I'm not talking about I didn't race. Vote any of those people. Talking, I know, I know you didn't. I'm not talking about race. I'm not talking about sex. I'm not talking about color. And it doesn't matter if we are the majority in numbers, but they are still in control in the Senate, the Congress, the the the, the, the local um right local races. If they're still the majority rule like they are now, it doesn't matter if every black person that has a womb has ten babies and that we still outnumber them, they still want to be in control. That's why they're fighting so hard for these Senate seats, for these governor seats, because right, they right. want the control. It doesn't matter. I agree. I agree. People, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I agree with I agree that. With but that. initially it's like, only a matter of time. <laughs> they're gonna be really like 10% of the population. Yeah. With all the control. And it's gonna be very hard for them to win these votes. Yeah, it's going to be very hard at some point. But they're stealing the elections. Yes, because they're, they're changing the rules districts. of voting. They're they redistricting. Got they're doing they all are, of that. Are riding with all of this craziness. They're gerrymandering districts. They're making it so that people's votes don't even count in some respects. Yeah. So yeah. as long as they can still continue to do those things, that now it's not oh. even a democratic society. We're going to more of an authoritarian society, and they're okay with it. There's a group of people that's okay with it. There's a group of people that could care less about anything that Donald Trump has done, and they will vote for him again. And those people 
want to stay in control by any means necessary. They don't care. They don't care about your womb. They don't care about so your rights. Listening to, vote. to you, it sounds care. like I'm gonna be picking cotton soon. It could be. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Yeah. I mean, I'm not it, gonna it, be a good slave. No, none of us are gonna be good slaves. Mm -hmm. But these are these are the things that are continuously continuously happening, and nobody is like we're so dumbed down. We're so dumbed down. And then because there's so many things to look at at so many different times, you got the war in Ukraine. You got civil rights at home. You got cops killing people in the street. You got women that don't have the right to choose. Where, where do you stand? What, 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 what do you fight for when it's just so much going yeah. on at the same time? Yeah, yeah there's a lot going on, but I'm, I don't want to make it seem as hopeless as that. I'm not, I'm not comfortable about how willing people are to do anything at any cost. People have hit the lowest of lows. And that they, they have, they have, they don't care what it looks like. They're saying the thing that they would never say out loud. They're saying it now. People yeah. are saying, you got to listen to what they're saying. They're saying the things that, maybe 20 years ago wouldn't have been socially accepted. They are saying it. Listen to what people are saying. Um, I, you know, I, I, I am an optimistic all the way, so I can't look at it like that either because it's, it's not going to serve me to look at it like that. You know, I understand where we're going and what's happening and it is scary, but I try to have a little bit of faith and hope that what Terry mentioned earlier at some point, we're going to outnumber. At some point, those people that are doing what they're doing will die off. And we have to hope that our babies that are coming up, the, what is it, Generation Z or something like that? I forget what it is. Yeah, that they can yeah, I'm hoping that because that's the future, you know? And there's a whole different movement when you look at a younger generation as they age. They're accepting of a lot of different things and they're demanding a lot of different rights that they're getting. You know, now you... Where did that come from with the pronouns? That just came. Where now you have to identify yourself with what pronoun you want to use. Somebody did that. I don't think it's anybody from, from my generation that came up with that. Right. And know. just like there's a lot of young people who definitely um, ascribe to being liberal and free. There's mm -hmm. a lot of young people that got a lot of hate in their hearts because it's been handed down to them. Generation. And Rational hate. Something that they 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 really believe in this white identity polit politics and that something's being taken from them, stolen from them, and they really feel like they have to be out in these streets fighting. I I, I mean that's the most saying, ridiculous thing, something taken and stolen. You know, that is the American way. They come, they take, they steal. So how can something that you stole you still you know, but they don't even well, I mean, that's where, where Leslie comes in and, you know, they do control the narrative, but again, mm -hmm. I'm still, I'm still thinking, you know, by 2030, we're in 22. Yeah. By 2030, they're going to be the minority clearly. And yeah, yeah no. they will, they're still going to be fighting and scratching yes. and clawing to keep their control. I agree with you wholeheartedly. This is all about control, control of the white man and control what they think is their country and what their birthright is. 
I, I think that's going to get harder and harder to do, though, when you are less than 30 percent of the population. Well, as long as the the voting system remains the same. Now, if they change that, and like you said, if they just keep stealing the elections and all that, I mean, eventually there is going to be some other options that the, the majority are going to start taking. Because I don't think people, kids, um, our son's age and their children are just going to continue to live in a society where they're controlled. They've had, they were born into a lot of freedom. And yes. after a while, they're going to be like, how is 30% of the population controlling what I do? I just don't think they will continue to stand for that. And when their their numbers outnumber the, the Mitch O'Connell's of the world, the Donald Trump's of the world and Donald Trump's grandchildren, um, they're going to be outnumbered. Uh, uh, that I'm confident in. And yeah, that ends up being an uprising, a race war or whatever happens... I don't think, Leslie, we're just, our, our kids and our ancestors are not going to sit down and take it. They're not. I mean, I'm, I, I don't think by any means that everybody's just going to sit back and take it. But think about what we're up against now and what's actually going on and the uphill battle that we have. The yeah, it's huge. Battle, it's huge. It, it's, it's, it's monumental. And it's not going to be as simple as things will just one day miraculously because the majority's in place that they'll be in charge. They've been fighting from the beginning of time to stay in control. So now you have, and this is this is the problem that I have, and I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to put it out there. I think when it comes to the women's rights thing, it's just my opinion. That's a white woman's fight. Because white women vote against their own interests every time because they're voting these assholes into office. They're voting with their husbands because they want, they love the protection of the patriarchy. They love that their husbands are in charge. They think their sons are up next. And so they will sit back and they will be pouring in the street. Oh no, I believe in a woman's right to choose and go in there and pull the lever for a crazy ass Republican. They do it all the time. They do it all the time. This fight is squarely with them because if they go out and vote for their own interests, that they believe in something, then they would not vote for a candidate that does not support what they believe in. And they do it all the time. They've been doing that from the beginning of time. This is white women that can fix this. Hmm. Yeah, I guess we're, we're going to see. Hopefully we are all still alive um, 50 years from now, 40 years from now. But I guess I'm taking more of the and look, mind, look at mindset that the, the, it's a numbers game. <laughs> and I, at, I'm going to play that long numbers game. Yeah. Look at it how black amazing. women have saved this country from the brink of disaster from the beginning of time. The minute the white suffrage, the, the suffrage, women's suffrage movement began, black women joined hands, locked arms, we're with you, we all want the right to vote. White women got the right to vote and they looked at us and said, oh, it's just not your time. 
But we were on the front line fighting for them. Fighting, fighting with them. Yeah. It's yeah. always a black woman that's going to try to bring this country back to where it belongs or back towards the center. We are so far right now. Other countries are looking at us like, oh, they got a problem over there. We are on 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 like a list of like, don't travel to the United States for some countries because of our gun problems, because other things yeah. are going on in this country. Do not, it's not advisable to travel to the United States. When I was traveling to Turks and Caicos, that was, that was the message that was given out because it's dangerous. You know, people that I spoke to and they weren't from the U.S., they were from different countries. They asked, you know, how is it? Is it as dangerous as we see on TV? You know, you yep. guys had a crazy president for a while. You know, is he going to come back? You think the people are going to vote him back in? You know, it's a little weird. It's a little scary. You know, I'm on vacation. I don't want to talk politics, but that's what's going You're right, Leslie. That's what's going on. People are being advised. Watch out for America. It's crazy what goes on here. It's crazy. I just wait. Like, well, we have the opposite in D.C. We have them dropping migrants off in buses and letting them out in D.C. And the migrants don't seem to be afraid one second about getting their little behind up in the United States. They would much rather still be here than where they came from. So we got people still coming here in droves yeah, killing we do. themselves to get we to the United States. Yeah, we got a whole refugee program going on at, um, where I work. And we are educating and helping them get on their feet. And it, so, yeah, people still, it's still attractive and desirable. And it's probably still the lesser of however many evils. It's still, it's still black and brown people. And that's, again, why the Republicans don't want them. They want our borders controlled because, again, they don't want black and brown people in here. That well, eventually no, will have the rights, their kids, or they will have the rights to vote. Right. Um, but you so. got to look, when we say black and brown, like when we talk about the Hispanic vote, that vote, you can't count on that vote to be squarely democratic. There's a lot you of on the Hispanic. You can't count on Cuban Spanish. Right. Cubans are poor Trump. And they're just the Cubans now. That's it's, the majority that, that they I've heard. over here and they know that in most respects, if they can be accepted as close to white or European, that's the side they're going to land on. So it's not just the Cubans. It's any Hispanic, like they are voting in, in, in crazy numbers. You would think in Texas, they would be able to rock the vote in Texas, mm -hmm. but they're not. Yeah. Because some of them are voting. And then another thing that's going on that we need to be mindful of and make sure that I, we're, we're checking in on our men. There is so much rhetoric and so many things that's being pumped into the social media sphere. And you can hear that. And, and it's so subtle. Like, oh, Joe Biden is trying to put y'all back in, the, in prison again with a new crime bill. And so now if black men are being hit by all this propaganda and then they start to start to hear things that they think like, oh, the, the Democratic Party is out to get us. So now they're either not going to vote or they're going to vote in a way that doesn't serve them either. There's a lot going on out there. There is a lot. Like, don't get it twisted. Russia and other countries are still messing with our elections. They're still in infiltrating uh, or trying to infil infiltrate our thought process. And you've got to be careful to what it's not obvious. It's not overt. It's very subliminal.
it's little messaging that people are taking to the time to listen to like oh yeah that makes sense oh they, they're gonna do what to me they're gonna try to do what and then all of a sudden now you got like a group of black men because black women will never turn on what they think is their best interest it's the men that you got to pull them in like hey wait a minute crazy this is how we're voting so you got to put husbands in you got to pull your sons in this is how we're voting give them the list of the names this is who you pick when you go into the voting booth teach them take them because i'm telling you that messaging is strong and it's strong. I think I don't. I I don't know. Maybe I won't say what I was going to say. I, I, I the message is strong, but I don't think they're leading the masses to slaughter with their messages. I think people are smarter than we than we're giving them credit for. We do you know how many black men turned in the last election? No, I don't. I it's don't a know. it's a small percentage, but it's enough to make a difference. It's enough. I don't know statistics. This is things that I've heard because I listen to a lot of um, talk radio and 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 my my favorites are on um, um, Sirius FM on um, Urban View. So I listen to a lot of them. I listen to MSNBC and the numbers of black men in this last election that weren't certain about Biden and may have even voted for Trump. The numbers grew. Well, yeah, Biden was the least of the <laughs> candidates. He was the um, best of the worst. Right, right. Um, yeah. I, it was basically as long as the Republicans don't win. You know, that was how we were. We just wanted to get rid of Trump. We had to get yeah. out of that situation. We had to get out of, out of that. Yeah. We could not and I, I do that. agree that the Democrats are going to need to present a much better candidate to keep um, especially, as you're saying, Leslie, Black men engaged, because I don't think Biden was their, you know, top choice, but it was the least of the of the worst. You know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Let me ask you this. Let's say America keeps going along the path and, you know, the next thing that's up, um, we lose our right to vote as women. And you know now we're we're ten years in we're in another time and and we we come up to this and we lost our vote. Is that when it's like okay it's time to leave and go somewhere else? And if that's the case, if you leave America, where would you go? I would really be shocked if that happened. I really think there would be an uprising if that happened. Me too. I think there should be an uprising now. Let let later for ten years. We should be spilling out in the streets right now every chance that we get. And when I was in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago, they were spilling out in the streets in Atlanta. They were spilling out, marching. We need to continue to do that because what people don't understand is that the power is with the people, but we don't unify enough. We get to the point where we're despondent because we don't see the change that we want to see. But the power is with the people. Shut it down for a day or two and see what the hell happens. The power well, is stuff would shut down if all the women couldn't vote. I mean, the economy would come to a halt because every woman would boycott would. everything that she does. It would just shut yeah. down. Yeah, it would come to a halt. The women have a, a big part in this society now. And some but women men, are outworking men. Listen, I was listening to a show on, on um, Urban View 
Louis Daniel Favors, and she had uh, a clip from this guy. Who, I can't remember his name. I know he's on the right wing, and he's far to the right. And they want to take us back to a time, and he was serious about this. Before America was even a country, they want women to have absolutely no rights, to have nothing to say in this country. They don't want, they want us to go back to before the Civil War. And they're serious about this. There's a group of people that's very serious about this. They All we would really have to do as women is just shut it down. There's no more. Yeah, but sex. you won't get that because white women won't follow. That's what I'm they saying to you. Yeah. They, they do it follow. all the time. They won't follow. Because their father's the judge, their father's a governor, their father's a senator. They think that their kids are next in line. Their husbands are in, in, in these in these places and spaces. They'll never come out in masses because they enjoy the protection of the patriarchy. They enjoy that. And so it won't be just women. Oh, women just need to shut it down. And you'll have white women that's like, oh, no. Let me tell you, when we when we went to school, you'd be surprised how many people we went to school with who are, are Republicans and are down for that. All that craziness. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. No, Nothing surprised I'm not surprised at that at all. I, I guess, yeah. I'm not... Um buying that we're we're going to lay down and take that that our children are going to lay down and take it yeah abortion is important um and you know i know they're coming for other things they're coming for contraception next they're coming for uh, gay marriage next they're coming for a lot of things um so it's going to be interesting in certain states doctors are afraid to perform the certain acts because they don't know if they're going to get arrested. They don't know what's going to happen. It's already happening. Yeah, you hear like crazy stories. Women are in the middle of a miscarriage and they're told to come back until they've bled so many ounces and so many days. Like, yeah, I'm hearing some crazy stories too. I, I'm hearing it. People are traveling to get abortions done. One lady, her, her baby was dead and they're like, well, we got to carry it full term or we got to do something else. I can't give you a DNC and all kinds of stuff. I mean, at some point, a DNC used to be a process, a procedure that you got when you had issues during your cycle, yeah. and that would help alleviate and regulate you. But they—that's considered an abortion now. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Did anybody see that documentary on Hulu? I think it's on. Um, what is it called? Um, is it not earthquake? It's something quake, and it's talking about men that were by their sides of the women that were giving birth to their children and these women died in childbirth. Aftershock. Aftershock. That's what it was. I was something I quake shock something's aftershock. You gotta see that. You've got to see it. Thank I don't you. know. Is it gonna make me mad? Is I'm gonna be mad. It's gonna I'm make gonna you mad. It's gonna make you cry, but it's important. It's something that black women Black women need to see. All right. Check it out. We, My sister's been telling me about that. She's been telling me about it. She's dying. the one that just said to me, aftershock. <laughs> we are dying at an alarming rate. Yes. In, for childbirth. And somebody in that documentary, somebody had made a comment like the maternity wards 
are like like heart like uh, cardiology wings now every woman is hooked up to something because they don't want to spend the time and energy that it takes for a woman to actually go through active labor so you got doctors that are filling women up with pitocin you've got everything's being monitored everybody's just like it's not a normal process anymore and then there's certain things that need to be measured and checked in women so that if there's some kind of distress they can do something well in advance before she even goes into labor, but they're not doing it for black women because when we complain, it's like, oh, you'll be okay. Oh, that's just, you know, what happens in childbirth and it's just something that happens in childbirth and you'll be okay and don't worry about it. When, we, when black women complain of symptoms, it's like, we are not being heard in numbers, in the masses of numbers, and women are dying. And then on top of that, we don't have the right to choose. We're going to catch hell out there. Black women will catch hell. It's tough. It's a tough time. It's a very so tough what do you time. Think, what do you think that. is the solution, Leslie? I don't, I don't know. If I knew that, I don't know. I've, after listening to that documentary and listening to the men and what they're doing to fight for, on our behalf, we need to figure out how do we join, if that's what we're interested in, what we're passionate about, how do we join whatever it is that we're interested and passionate about and do something? I don't know what the solution is because it's something that goes back before time they don't think black women hurt we they don't think we have pain like right. ah, she's black she can take a lot she's strong That's black bullshit. woman that is shit. and we're dying because of that Everybody's yeah you're so very bad. you're very passionate about it um i yes. would like to hear a solution i would like because it, it seems as though you you're kind of like oh, it's over <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't say it's over. I'm getting that's what I get to, Terry. If we're yeah. doomed, there's no, no way to well, you're not it. hearing me. I'm not saying that it's over. I'm talking about things that are the, the number of things that are play us as a society. I'm not saying it's over, it's always something that could be done. There's people that need to get involved. There's there's, there's we need to run for offices and we need to be more we need to be more civic minded so we know what goes on. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it's over and it's dismal. I'm talking about what we're up against, what mm -hmm. we're facing. And mm -hmm. I'm passionate about what I'm hearing because it's not a nonchalant thing. It can't be that we just sit back and wait for 2030 when the numbers change. It can't be that. No, no, no. I don't agree um, with that either. I, I believe I don't that agree we that we're sitting up. back and waiting. Yeah. Um, but I, I would like to hear the people that are passionate about, because you're very passionate about that. What would you suggest? we do right now yeah yeah that would be something to, to to kind of ponder what could we do right now i mean i do my part i vote i read up on who the people are that are running i vote for who i think are the right people you know sometimes democrats are not the right people but if i'm not choosing a democrat <clears throat> i probably will choose something different not a republican i'd look at somebody else but what more can but there I do? is something else who are you voting for if you look if you're not looking at a democrat if I select any, if I don't select anybody. That's my other choice. I can go in the booth and not select anybody. But if you're not, not third party because a third party doesn't exist. So that's what wasting your vote. 
It's not because I'm being counted. Nobody knows what anybody does when they go in that booth. If I see a candidate that I don't like on either side, I won't choose. I won't choose. I don't have solution. I just know that there are some, there's a lot of issues in a lot of different areas that need a lot of attention. And it can't just be that we sit back and and do nothing or say nothing. I yeah, I think, you know, you know, everybody has to pick their platform because there's no way you're going to be able to do all of them, right? You're going to do civil rights, you're going to do abortion, you're going to do economics, economics you're going to do health care, um, all of them. There's, there's so many. So each of us needs to pick that platform that we're going to be the, the pioneer, if you will, or the person that, you know, carrying the torch. Um, but there's a lot of things going on in terms of where you live and what you can do. In DC, it's kind of like everything's democratic. I mean, there's not a lot of diversity in DC. I'm, I'm still going to vote. I voted every election and I make sure I do my part. Um, but there's other places where um, we have to make sure those people are voting. We have to get them to the polls. We have to make sure they, as you say, are civic minded and are doing their part. Um, and then we have to be paying attention. So we're making sure the election is not elections are not stolen. But that's just one of the platforms. That's all about, you know, civil rights and voting rights and all of that. Then there's the other platforms about health care for women. Then there's the economics and financial equities. So we all have to pick our specialty, if we, if you will, and just be vigilant about it and then making sure we're keeping our children the same, making sure we, we're not raising children that are oblivious to what's going on right. in the world. You know, they, they have to be woke and they have to know what's going on and they have to be exercising their rights and they need to know, be, be watching. And as you said, running for local offices and then moving up the chain to so we got we get the next katanji jackson you know in the queue um so we don't want any more um what's his name we don't want any more herschel walkers is that what you're saying terry oh my gosh he is such but a listen joke. if uh, you know anybody in the state of maryland they need to vote like their life depends on it because the opponent for the republican side running for governor is one of the trumpy kind of guys and he's all about whatever the trump administration and whatever whatever it means to be trumpy he's all about that so if you know anybody who lives in the state of maryland tell them they better get out and vote like their life depends on it Didn't yeah, you guys just have huh? we had we had the primary so we have a black guy named Wes Moore who's the democratic nominee and then we have a, a white guy who is backed by trump um I forgot his name, Roz, or something like that. Even though his um, name he's the Republican yeah. nominee. And I was just telling my friend today, even though we live in D.C., we need to be paying attention to that election because, you know, Trump's going to back him with a lot of money. I'm sure the ads yep. are going to start coming in in September or October. I doubted that that he has a chance to win. But if if we are all paying attention, he won't. But if we're not paying attention, is is he might slip through the cracks. Look what happened when Anthony Brown ran for governor. That was supposed to be a shoe in, and we ended up with Hogan. What the fuck? Right. 
<laughs> I was not. I'm like, I live in a blue state. What the right. hell? What happened? What happened? Yeah. They thought yeah. that was a ruined. Yeah. And people probably didn't turn out like they should have. Uh, yeah, that's what usually yeah. happens. When you think it's a shoe win, oh, he's got this, it's because the people aren't turning out. Then yeah. I think that's the other side also convincing us that we got this and we're buying the propaganda, like you mentioned earlier, Leslie. You got to listen to those subliminal messages and see what's going on and decide for yourself. And be confident about where you're getting your news from. And is it a credible source? A lot of times people are getting news. It's not even a credible source. The news is like, overwhelming for me. I get news. so aggravated watching the news. I get aggravated. I get depressed. I get angry. I get mad watching the news when I'm seeing all these things and all these stories that are attacking my people. It really messes with my feng shui. It really does. So I don't tune into the news every day, all day with all the stations because it's too much. I will be in. I'll be depressed. I'll have anxiety and y'all will find me in the nut house because it'll, it'll, it just, it just tears me down. It does something to me. It's too much for me. Well, a lot of people oh, get their news from Twitter and, and um, social media. Right. Twitter and Facebook, and Instagram. We need to and make is sure. Is that a credible source? Absolutely not. And we just no. need to make sure people we're talking to, like we have this circle where we can talk to each other and say, girl, <laughs> if you were listening to Twitter for your news, um, I right. wake up, sis, you know, so we need to make sure that other our other circles are, are also getting their um, information and their narrative, because it's all about a narrative right now um, from, from credible sources and making sure the narrative, when we can, we can challenge it. So let me ask you, do, do you all um, belong to a certain party, whether it be Republican, Democrat, or independent? Yes. I'm a registered Democrat. I'm a registered Democrat. Exactly. Crazy. Me too. Registered Democrat. Okay. So my husband decided a few years back he wanted to be independent. Okay. Because he doesn't agree with everything that the Democrats say. He don't agree with everything that the Republicans say. So we went to go vote in the primary. And I gave him his list. He complained. I wrote it down. Hey, he vote for this person, this person, this person, this person. But as an independent, he had a whole... He's like, none of them people was on my list. I said, because you were independent. I didn't know that. Well, I yeah, just, that, that's the case in D.C. You can't vote in most primaries. Yeah. Because there are very few independents that um, are on the ballot. So when he got into the booth, he was like at a loss because he hadn't even heard of these people. I said, but you're independent. You should know who you're voting for. So now he needs to change his party affiliation. He said he's changing it back. I didn't make him, but he's changing it back. It sounds like you made him to me. I'm just saying. I heard the story and it sounded to me like you made him. He didn't do it yet. I'm he just saying do. we got to stay on the people that we love because they could get very apathetic. They could get very um, displaced with what goes on. My boy, I have to get on every single time. Did you vote? Did you go vote? Did you vote? Do you no. know who's running? Yeah, I did it. I used to pick them up and say, come on, let's go for a ride. And they'd be like, oh, we got to wait in this line. Yes, you got to vote. I suspect that my oldest son does not vote. He's got a lot that distracts him from everything that he needs to do. Um, I keep talking to him and reminding him, 
My youngest son, I'm not too sure, and he's so mean. I don't even want to ask him any questions if he votes. <laughs> like, I don't even want to get into an argument, and because he's another one that listens to things that I don't even know where he gets his information from, and it's not so far off base. You know what I'm saying? It, it just all it takes is just a little bit to get somebody to 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 feel as though they're not being recognized or they're yeah. not being heard. So some of the stuff that both of them say, and I'm like, what happened? Did I? I know what it was. And I, I and I, I joke about it, but I, I hear was, that from my brother too, my youngest brother. I was a mother in the '80s, and I'm like, well, maybe I smoke crack and I just don't remember. And I pass something to my kids. It's not you. It's not you. It's not you. It's them. It's that age group. They have this free thinking. So I'm softening this up a little bit. You know, this is called love talk for everyday people. So I got some love <laughs> talk for you. Guys, okay, We're going to put the politics to bed since we can't solve it tonight. So, you know, I, I constantly go online and then stop going online, then go online and stop going online. So recently I've been online. And I met this guy who seemed to be really nice. We had nice conversations and everything was cool. He gave me his number. He said, call me. I said, okay, I'll call you in the evening. So I call and I get a message. He's got a little Jamaican accent. It's nice. Then he, I left him a message and he sent me a text and I said, hey, I called the other day. I don't know if I dialed the wrong number. You didn't get my message. Oh, I got your message. I loved your voice. Uh, is it better for you in the evening? I was like, yeah. So I said, I'll, I'll call him again. You know, he didn't get the chance to call me back. It was too late. So I called him again. He didn't answer voicemail came on so i didn't leave a message this time this now i'm done I, I i don't have any patience for this he sends me a text he goes oh i see you called yesterday and then he wants to start talking what are you doing you're out with your son uh, listen pick up the phone did i did i give up too soon that's what my question is for you ladies is he our age group yes mm -hmm. Grown okay because you know other age groups they don't think the phone that is like pick up a phone what, what's that um no. I called him twice and he never called me back. He sent me little texts and cute little things, but no callback. I would not call him anymore. At, at this yeah. point, you are, I've called you twice. I haven't talked to you. It's, it's your turn. Has he ever yeah. made an attempt to call you at all? I don't have any missed calls. No. Okay. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm, done. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to a grown man via text. Right. That's that's how I felt, you know, and he I saw through the, the, the chat session that he was friends with my cousin. So I called my cousin to ask, do you know this? And he's like, oh, we did music together one time before, but I don't really know him that well, because I was just trying to make sure it wasn't like my cousin, because that would have been a little weird, too. But, yeah, it's just so difficult out here. I'm still looking for my Boaz and it is not easy, not easy, ladies. Yeah, he's got a story, and I'm sure it's very interesting and would be a great reality TV show. But the <laughs> fact that he hasn't picked up twice, and yet he seems to be able to text, is that's a problem. That's a problem. It's absolutely a problem. That's a red flag, a major red flag, especially if yeah. he's in our age group, because most of them will pick up the phone and, you know, Talk. And dial. Right. Especially if I've given you permission to call me, you have my number. I called you twice and all of that. It's funny. He, he if he's interested, right he will, if he's interested, he knows how to reach you. Yep. That's all I said. So where did you say he lives? Around the corner. <laughs> mm. I mean literally around the corner. Literally. He lives around the corner from me. Did you pass by his house? 
No, because I don't know the digits on the house. I just know the name of the street. I have to be driving up and down the street waiting for him to come out. So I said, hey, and then do what? Run him over. <laughs> no, not run him over. Just see the activity. Who's going in and out of that house? And No, I'm not that interested anymore. But does she need to do all that, Leslie? No, no. not really. But if you no. say lives around the corner, I'd be nosy. Just to be nosy. No wonder you can't take my text because you're helping your wife bring in the groceries. <laughs> Now I know why you can't call me back. Cause you're talking to your wife. <laughs> oh gosh, that's crazy. Well, ladies, this was fun tonight. It's been a while since we caught up. This was nice. It yeah. yeah, it's always fun to catch up. You know, eventually Actually. our conversations are always going to get to politics. It, it's just, I know. It's the I unfortunate know. thing. Cause that's, that's what we are. we are political animals. We like to talk about that stuff, but I'm with Leslie. We got to do stuff too. Um, I just told my sister, I think it was last week, or maybe it wasn't my sister, but I told somebody that I wanted to get involved in politics here in my town and see mm-hmm. what's going on, what yeah. they're doing. Just join a committee so let's of challenge something. ourselves to do something. Make a commitment, maybe not tonight. Make a commitment of what you are willing to do, and let's hold each other on the phone. That's what That's a good idea. I agree. That's a good idea. Yeah, so maybe that would be really good idea. talk offline once you decide what it is, because it, it we're at the point now, seriously, like the tipping point, we're past that. And if we're not going to get engaged, doesn't make any sense to talk about it. It doesn't. I agree. You have, to, you have to, action is needed. I definitely agree with that. All right. That's good. We'll have a conversation. Is September too far away, Leslie? We can think about no, it from now. I, and then when we meet up in September, we can... You know, say, okay, this is what we're doing. Go back to our, our respective homes and do the do. No, it, September's not. I, you know, I just need y'all to pray for me because I got a few things coming up in a couple of weeks that involves uh, going under the knife. So, okay. uh, well, I, bow your head right now. Let's do it right now. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I just ask that you watch over my friend, Leslie Lee, as she goes under the knife for her procedure. Lord, bless the hands that are cutting her and healing her. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. I receive that. Yes. We will definitely be praying for you. Keep us posted on the details, the dates, and all of that. So we can pray for you that morning and, you know, just let us know what you need. We can all just call, text the date so that we can hold you up in prayer that day, that morning, and the time. So we get the prayer in before. Okay. I'll do that. Definitely. I right. need all the prayers that I hear. And that's what we need to do, too, in reference to this political situation. We need to pray. Yeah. 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 Honestly, I do pray. Honestly. But not, not necessarily for politics. I need to incorporate politics into my prayer that this country will heal on some level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. All right, guys, let's sign off. It's nine o'clock. I got to run around town, drop some folks off, and I'm sleepy. All right. Good seeing you. Yes. Good talking. This is Love Talk. Love Talk for everyday people. You can hear us the first of every month. Have a good night. Night. Good night.